Hey, how you doing? Sorry you couldn't get through. Why don't you leave your name and your number and we'll get back to you. I am the personification of Partying Down, Ben Rosenthal, and this is the Hack the Dino Gaming Cast, where we bring you the past, present, and future of video games, news, previews, and discussions. Uh, I am joined by uh, uh, part-time co-host, Brayden Dixon. Hello, I was born in the 90s. Were you? Yeah. Oh, you were too. Yeah. You're a young'un. Yeah. Uh, uh, you doing the, the voicemail tone is was that it? what made it, was me that... think of it. I was like, yep. That's but, uh, that how did time you know about lock. it? You, you I would mean, have been like I, I love the um the George Costanza voicemail. Believe it or Simon. not, believe no, it or not, George at home. isn't at yep. home. Please leave it's a message best. at the beep. It's the best. Isn't it good when um, people are doing podcasts like just recite things that are way funnier and way better than what they're doing in the hopes that they can generate some kind of uh, attachment with their audience because they also encountered that same thing and also found it quite amusing. Yes. Anto's here as well. Hello, everyone. Hi, Anto. How's it going? How are you trying to uh, uh, trick our uh, lovely listeners and viewers into um, associating with us in a you know probably problematic type way? I was going to say something like I'm the always alliterating, antagonizing, almost always Anto, but I couldn't think of how to put the words in order, so I didn't go with it. <laughs> Sorry, what did he say? Yeah, I exactly. I think I, did, so, did you slip me something before yeah. we started? <laughs> Speaking of slipping something, Floppy couldn't be here tonight because. Uh, he slipped on a banana. He slipped on a banana peel on his way here. <laughs> it was very comical. He went whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And if you've met Floppy, he's quite a large person. Uh, so I think he's still going. Yeah, I yeah. Think, In fact, he just keeps slipping on the same banana yeah. peel. He's somewhere down South Road at this point. Like, <laughs> just, <"Whoa!" laughs> by the end of the night, like he's going to be down like Victor. Like, it's going to take a while. It'll he's turned be... into a perpetual motion machine. That's right, <laughs> slipping on a banana peel. So uh, all the best, yeah. Floppy, with your banana peel antics. Uh, we hope to hear from you uh, next time. When uh, you, you, you uh, split banana. <laughs> Ooh, that was yeah. awful. Ooh, I felt I, that in the core. That's <laughs> why I'm here. <laughs> um, but uh, if, if you like that kind of banter, what's wrong with you? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you can head on over to hackthedino.com where we put up all our stuff and much, much more. Things like our recent trip to the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair mm. where Hack the Dino had a table and Hack the Dino was selling and buying. And boy, oh boy, did we buy. Many um, buys. I have been editing some of our video game and retro hunting that we did there, and mm. that's up there at the moment for you to watch. Being rather successful, so I those, think we're gonna have to keep doing it. Those videos are so fun. They like, are, aren't they? Like I, every single person who works at Greenlight has commented and been like, "I just find myself watching them. Just yeah. like they're really fun to see. Like what the hell's he gonna find next time? So head on over to our TikTok or our Instagram. Yeah, I, I'm a 40 year old man who has TikTok. So what? Sue me. Actually, don't, because that 40-year-old... Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you can uh, head over there, and you can tell uh, uh, friends. Um, we've got a live chat here on twitch.tv backslash hackthedino. Uh, yes. Michael Towns, a beautiful man, Michael Towns, with Game Boy Games, is in there just saying, Ben bought exactly zero comics there. That's absolute codswallop. I bought around 20 comics. Um, I'll have you know, Michael Towns of Game Boy Games. Uh, so thank you very much for your lies, Michael Towns of I, Game Boy Games. I think I bought more than 20 comics. <laughs> You know what? But Ob I, I only bought. Comics, Obtained so. more than 20. Maybe not bought. There were trades involved. There were trades. There were trades. Trades. Should we, should we jump into what we actually got at the... Uh, yeah. The I think that's a pretty fair? good idea. Yeah, because uh, last episode was that you guys had... Uh, we had Brett, Brett on. on. Yes. And that was the night before Comic and Toy Fair. So oh, that, yes, was, wasn't that was the pregame. He got in so <laughs> much trouble. 
Oh, really? <laughs> no. Because he wasn't re- like preparing anything? Or? Well, I mean, I, all right. So, Brett, I know you listened to this because I made you download it on your Spotify app. Um, <laughs> you forced the RSS feed onto his phone. I, I literally did. We were standing in green light in front of Ross Incredible. and he kept making excuses. I go, no, no, you do it now. No. He goes, oh, I can't find it. Right I said, now. oh, give me your phone. I'll find it for you. <laughs> Why don't you subscribe? I'll do it later. No, do it right now in front of me. That's actually how 80% of podcast listeners are made. So. <laughs> Just bully them. Yeah. I bully you. That's right. If I ever see you on the street, feel free to come up so I can bully you into subscribing to our podcast over at Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Play, I've just found out. We've got like uh, <laughs> people it's on there. That, that fun Gaslight thing, because it's all automated, you don't even realize that it's on some weird, obscure app you've never heard of. Yep, yep. Got an email through the other day and it said, oh, you got 25 followers on there. I'm like, oh, cool. I had no idea that existed. Yep, excellent. Sweet. Uh, should we jump into what we got? Yeah. Who, who wants to kick it off first? Uh, I probably got less on the table than you guys. All right, go for it, Anthony. So I can answer. go for it. Um, I'm counting on one of, or both of you to point at these and sort of hold them up and stuff. Sure. Uh, so it's for Comic and Toy Fair. So I had to oblige and Ben was gracious enough to, instead of throw a copy of Final Fantasy VII at me and tell me it's a bad game, uh, found a copy of issue one of the Sonic the Hedgehog 25th anniversary comic, um, which was nuts. Uh, I think I picked that up for... I think 15 was, bucks. Ha- what? It was 15 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say it was either 10 or 15. I can't remember exactly, but 15 bucks. That cover um, art is excellent. It's, it's pretty good cover art. a throwback to the original 90s, like Sega CD era art, which is brilliant. Um, and it's since been mimicked and emulated by a very, very great artist for Sonic Mania and Sonic Origins, which Ooh, is cool. Yeah. Um, haven't read it yet. I haven't been brave enough to take it out of a plastic. <laughs> that's fun. It is, it is really nice. It's in really good condition for a comic that's... 10 or so years old at this point I think yeah. um, I don't know how comics usually go because I'm not much of a comic guy but I guess I am now <laughs> well Anto this is what we call a modern day comic uh, mm. <laughs> that, which means it was released uh, after the 90s mm-hmm. um, yeah you, you could also look into golden age comics if you want to start collecting those uh, that, they go back all the way to 1920 yeah, yeah exactly and probably not going to do that I could show you some if you like They're in my comic book collection um, <laughs> yeah that's dangerous actually don't do that yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> well like when brett was saying last show we were talking about his comic book collection and he goes oh ben's really after amazing spider-man 14 which is the first appearance of the green goblin yeah. he goes you know that goes for about 1400 dollars now you know 10 years ago i uh, sorry i should say 20 25 years ago mm-hmm. brett bought it for 20 bucks yep yep so who's laughing now ha, it's not me ha, i'm crying it's not you into my tears <laughs> crying into my tears the tears that are already there i'm crying into them it's like a game i like to play so i cry over here where the puddle goes and then i cry some more and try and boop, swish them into the pool i think you accidentally just made binding of isaac did i yeah because he fires tears yeah the little projectiles are tears yeah so. that's right me and isaac like that <laughs> What else did you get, Anto? Uh, so there's only two more things on the table because I had a lot of other stuff which was bulky and more valuable to me than most of the stuff on the table that I brought personally. Mm. Excuse me. I said more valuable than, than Ganondorf riding Godzilla. You take that back, you bastard. I said that I brought personally. Yeah. Not judging anything on the table other than my own. But I do have a boxed Final Fantasy IV. Uh, it's complete, boxed. Uh, it's in a plastic behind your protector head. behind my head. It. Hang on, yeah, I'll disappear. No, I'll grab it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Oh god, he's he's yeah. caught on fire. If, um but yeah, no, very happy to have that. Um it's one of the I think two remaining Game Boy Advance Final Fantasy games I need to pick up. 
What's the, the other others one? being Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, oh, which Ben is about to go on a tirade about and say he got for 30 I was going to say I got it for and rub bucks. it in my face. Yeah, just thirty dollars. Just thirty bucks. <laughs> uh, and I need how much is that game worth? Uh, it's easily one hundred and twenty, one hundred and fifty in that sort of ballpark. Um, and the other I need is Final Fantasy VI. So if anyone has that one on GBA in a box, let me know. I will pay you instead of just steal it and kick you in the nads. This is actually just like when you see ads for like wanted. Like, (laughs) looking for this. That's the whole reason this podcast exists. We're here to to find things through our audience. (laughs) Find out who's got what and trade and sell. And the other weird-looking white console on the table that most people probably aren't familiar with because it sold extremely poorly uh, is a (laughs) Japanese Sega Saturn. Um, I picked this up from lifelong, well, pretty much lifelong friend of Ben uh, and friend of a show, King Kaiju, Austin. I've known King Kaiju for more than half my life. <laughs> yeah. Since primary school, was it? Yeah, uh, no, first year of high school. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, and I'm really old. So, it, it's. <laughs> I was going to comment and say what year was that, but I think that's rude. So. <laughs> um, 1885. 1885. 1885. We were just looking at how old. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was when he filmed Back to the Future in 1985. Christopher Lloyd. Dog! Would- been, I would say he was probably in his f- mid fifties. Oh wow! Mm. See, I said thirty nine. Mm. He ben. was forty seven. Oh, it was close. And he is old as shit now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was nowhere near that number when he was mm. that age. But there you go. Mm. Uh, yeah. So the Dreamcast, which is which is Sega a good time. <laughs> no, that's the one. This. Um. So this crap. was. Uh, Sega's 32-bit system. This was released around the same time as the PlayStation 1. 32 bits. It did pretty terribly um, outside of Japan because it was a weird system to develop for. It's got, I think, nine sound processors for some reason. But, you know, makes it hard to develop for, but the sound quality is amazing out of these things. So it's a a weird-looking keyboard. It's a very weird-looking system, just to be honest. Um... What was I saying? Crap. Yeah, uh, it did terribly because it was hard to develop for and the president of Sega in America at the time, Bernie Stoller, famously went on record uh, several times saying that things like JRPGs, you know, Final Fantasy, Grandia, all that sort of stuff, were never going to take off in the West. Um, And he basically butchered any chance with publishers and developers to make those games available in territories outside of japan and how right he was uh, <laughs> and then no less than a year later this. final fantasy 7 came out took the world by storm and the playstation sold gangbusters <laughs> yep so i think yeah. a, a more uh groundbreaking rpg came out just before that which took the world by storm actually fantasy star 2 no 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 that one where where the final fantasy 7 uh, development had to be stopped so they could go over and finish this uh, hugely impactful game. Oh, you mean that game that never released out in, you know, Australia or the UK or Europe or anywhere that any of us are from? Pokemon? Yep, because uh, we couldn't handle it. Like, I, I hate to say it, we couldn't handle the awesomeness of the game. Like, are we talking about Pokemon? time firing mechanism by any chance? Uh, yes, it is about time. Get out of here, Mozzie. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, damn straight. You've never sounded more Australian than you did just then. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, you bloody mozzie. Jeez, bingo. You... <laughs> what? You've you been know. watching too much Bluey. You know yeah, you say jeez, bingo all the time? Jeez, bingo. 
Um, but yeah, I picked up some other stuff, which you can see on my Instagram, which has been finally updated for the first Yay. time in months. Um, Anto, I just really... How did you not bring your keyboard here? Oh, the, the Dreamcast keyboard? Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't bring that because I brought it in a carrier bag and it was tipping down with rain when I left. Mm. Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll chuck some more stuff up on socials and things later and maybe share some footage of me finding that stuff uh, to Ben so he can show everyone else. But yeah, um, um, that's pretty much me done for today. I'll show right. some more off later. We'll come back to you in a minute as well, Anto. After oh yeah, I've got some stories. He's got some stories, everyone. Oh, he's got stories. 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 Oh, bloody stories, mate. Brayden. Hi. What did you pick up? Oh, I bought so many comics. Yeah, you did. Um, I bought a lot. I got uh, um, the uh, X-Men uh, number one from uh, 1991, which mm-hmm. is the big wraparound cover, which was nice. Incidentally, uh, I don't think I've bragged about this yet, so I will. Mm. Uh, I now have that entire run. Nice. You got entire the entire run. you needed? Yep. Got it in my comic box. And now I need, and that's including when it switched to uh, New X Men and then X Men Legacy. Yep. All the way through. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's my first complete run of a comic book so series. I got that. I got a bunch of stuff to just fill those holes in the collection. Um, <laughs> got a bunch of uh, Ms. Marvel, a bunch of Champions. How do you think Floppy slipped on that banana peel? Uh, Messing he, around, filling holes. The, <laughs> hey, no, the banana had to go somewhere. Mm. <laughs> um, so I got a bunch of that, a bunch of Spider Girl, a bunch of Star Wars, a uh, bunch of the um, DC Marvel crossover um, from the wonderful Sean. Um, oh, that's the JLA Avengers by uh, George so Perez. JLA Avengers, and then there was also uh, DC Marvel All Access. Yep. Um, oh, do you know what was going to happen? All Access, then? hey. <laughs> so there's a funny story behind that uh, reason for that happening. They were actually, because Marvel was bankrupt at the time. Yeah, they were doing rough. Uh, they were going to have Spider-Man uh, jump over to DC for a year. Damn, that would have been wild. But then they pulled out at the last second. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just like that banana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the most exciting thing I got uh, was the first, this is also the most expensive thing I bought, mm-hmm. um, was the first appearance of uh, Riri Williams' Ironheart. Hey! Um, which is from uh, Invincible six. Iron Man number six. nine. Nine, is it? the first full appearance. Oh, not the cameo so, at the end. No, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of cameo appearances. I don't... Like that's I, the one with I Mary Jane on the cover. There's a lot of Mary Jane and, and Tony yes, Stark. That is the cameo. Appearance. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. that's See, the first cameo. Appearance. I I say cameo appearance is the first appearance because that's the first time they appear. Yeah, like just like Wolverine's first appearance for me is in 180, not 181. Yeah, it's oh that one I that one is a big argument online. That one I completely agree. Like with. the last splash he's page. In, he's also in full character, full costume, yeah. like everything. Like, um, there's other ones, like Riri Williams and Ironheart. Like, she's not even called Ironheart in this comic that I got. Well, no, it's she's just called the first Ironheart time she's on. in the, uh, the actual suit. Um, but yeah, so there's that whole thing where it's like, oh, it's the first appearance of Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. And it's the first appearance of her in the suit. And there's the first time they call her Ironheart. It's the same with um, Ms. Marvel and Kamala Khan, yep. where... Uh, Kamala Khan technically appears as a little cameo in something way earlier and then later you get her actually being Ms. Marvel. Well, there's that uh, issue of Wolverine from the 90s where he's fighting in a lab and there's an, a test tube with yes. X-23 written on it. Oh my God. And people go, oh, that's the first... And that's the, the first appearance. The writers come out and said, no. That's, <laughs> that's not it. That's not it at all. But hey, you know, comics, that's just how it goes. 
Um, but yeah, I had quite a successful Comic and Toy Fair. It was really fun. Um, it was a blast hanging out. I also got to jump between uh, hanging out with you guys and the Greenlight Comics table. It was, was awesome. Fun. Good times. Um, and yeah, looking around and digging through. Can't wait for the next one. Stuff. Oh, would it be worth I will mentioning? I save up better for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Would it be worth mentioning uh, that I accidentally helped Brayden in the retro challenge during yes. the Toy Fair? Yes, that is true. We can talk about that uh, when we talk about our retro challenge. About oh, how yeah. I forgot that was a segment. How everyone's do. going. Um, that's that's it for you. That's, that's it. all oh, you got. Just a lot of comics. A lot of comics. Well, I got a lot of stuff. Uh, if you went over to TikTok or uh, Instagram, you may have seen that. Yes, I did buy things both before the show and after the show. Oh yeah, we were buying stuff well before the show. Uh, that's one of the beauties of getting a table is that you get to go around and see all the cool stuff and I buy le- it before doors open. I legitimately think that's why at least a third. Of people get tables. I will buy a table and just have nothing on it so I can do that. Just a sign that says, sell me your shit. Um, so here's a couple of the highlights that I got. Uh, I managed to pick up, I've still got the price on this one, uh, Greenhouse Game & Watch for $50. Oh, you can see parts of that. Uh, now, it is super cheap because there is a little bit of burnout you can see on the bottom screen there, but you can get that replaced. Oh. But yeah, 50 bucks. It's even got the battery pack, which is worth 50 bucks a line. Damn. Um, so I was very happy at that. Then I had uh, one of the friends of the Toy Power podcast, nice. uh, Steve, get in contact with me that night. Uh, and he goes, oh, look, I know you know about video games. I don't have any idea. I've got my childhood collection. Mm. Would you mind having a look and giving me some prices? And I said, yeah, not a problem. I actually like doing that. Yeah, I, I, I would happily help people figure out their comic collection and stuff just because I love... And to be completely transparent... I gave him the prices of what they are worth mm-hmm. and then I said, and these are the things I'm interested in. <laughs> Good one. Because I didn't want him to think that I was purposely... Yeah. Un- oh, yeah, so 100 bucks, 100 bucks. Oh, that's worth about five. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't do that. <laughs> it I gave would have him- been a bit too sus as Yeah. Well. So I gave him all the prices and Anto and I have this discussion before. Like, you give him the prices and you say, how much do you want for it? And if you can afford it, you buy it. And if not, you just leave it for someone else. Mm. Uh, so anyway, as part of that, I got uh, Mario Cement Factory. Nice. Which is uh, yeah, a Mario Game & Watch, which I didn't have. So two Game & Watches for my collection, which mm-hmm. is really weird because sometimes at these things you don't find any Nintendo stuff. Other times you find all this amazing stuff. Yeah. It's quite great. Uh, I also got uh, from Steve... Oh yeah, Mario Kart. <laughs> it's right here. So I've got a, uh, a hacked up box of Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. Uh, this one is in fantastic condition. So I decided, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to replace it. It looks brand new. Yeah. So I've got a really nice copy of Super Mario Kart now, which I'm pretty damn happy to have. Uh, some other stuff I can't remember, but easily the best thing to come out of that lot. He had a bunch of like uh, old 90s books and uh, posters and everything. And I'm going to show this is real good. the YouTube and Twitch people. I got this poster. It's so good. It is a Power Glove advertisement. I think it came with the actual Power Glove. It is so 80s and awesome. I freaking love the it. The Power Glove Challenge. You must follow these steps. I love the Power Glove. It's so bad. <laughs> I have a Power Glove. I've got a Japanese Power Glove. I don't have a Power One. Uh, but I'm actually probably going to get that frame because it's so awesome. Um, <laughs> Michael Towns. The best way to use the Power Glove is to not to. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I finally, uh, again, on the first uh, before the fair... Managed to find a Nintendo 64 hey. red backpack that I've been searching for ages for. This is cool. Um, it doesn't have the strap. It's like the bare bones, but I love it. 
and uh, glad to have that in the collection as well because um, I always go to savers and I always look at the bag section just in case just one of these case. You never is know. in there. Uh, you can get another part. Yeah, Anto? Uh, I just I completely forgot about one of my favorite purchases, which is not, oddly enough, Final Fantasy related. Um, similar to Ben, I found a bag for a system I love. I found a, and this is even weirder because uh, I don't think it's any secret, but I work for Telstra. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the original Dreamcast over-the-shoulder carry kit bag that Telstra released when they started leasing and, and selling internet plans with the Dreamcast back in 1999. So I've got an over-the-shoulder bag with the Dreamcast logo and Sega all over it, and then on the side it has Telstra Big Pond written on. It's just an artifact of the 90s, and yeah. it's just hilarious. And uh, as Michael Towns has pointed out in the chat, Anto, you got a Sonic lamp. Sonic lamp. I did get a Sonic lamp, and it's on my desk now. Yeah, wow. I've actually, like, tidied up my study and sorted my crap out, and it's there. I'll show you later. Anyway, back to more important stuff. There's a big, (laughs) big, Ben's big box. I've got this big rental, X-Rental box for the GameCube. Uh, And I know it's an X-Rental one because it's got three holes in the back for where (laughs) they used to screw the uh, GameCube into the box so you couldn't uh, (laughs) steal it. So this isn't an official product. This is from a, a video game store where people would go and hire the GameCube because back then you could hire consoles and games. Mm. Uh, and they would they put it in there and the lid lifts off. I won't do it now because it's big and cumbersome and we don't have much room here. Uh, but uh, you open it up and there's instructions on how to print, uh, plug it all into your TV and everything. And it's just great. I mean, I overpaid for it. I got excited yeah, and offered excited way too much. When you're nostalgic for something. We'll oh, talk yeah. about that in a sec. But oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got that. Uh, and then after the fair... Firstly, from uh, Julian from Ghost Games. Oh, it was after, wasn't it? I yeah. purchased, uh, and it's on my wall, so I won't get it now, but I purchased a GameCube poster for Mario Party 4. Can um, we just to turn my camera around? No, don't. <laughs> Room's a mess. Uh, so uh, that that was very good. I still owe Julian some money for that. Uh, I'll pay that one day. It's a big poster. It's a great poster, though. It looks great in that room. It does. Uh, and then Trent from the Toy Power podcast. This is great. Uh, came up to you can see this over on our TikTok and Instagram channel uh, came up to me with a gift well a couple of gifts uh, one of them was half the Technodrome playset so that was yes. pretty cool uh, and then he gave me this big PC box of Super Street Fighter 2 now you may hear me at the end of each show talk about Bad Game Arts which is a bad Instagram account well it is a bad <laughs> it's that too uh, <laughs> it's an Instagram account with all the bad box art and video game art of the 90s and 2000s. And my icon is Akuma. There it is. There it is from Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2, the PC game. Uh, he has no hairline. His hair just sort of like merges out of his head. So there's a nice soft gradient <laughs> as you reach the top of the forehead. And his the forehead hair. sort of like is in one direction and his face and his nose is in the other direction. Oh, so when you look at the size of his eyes, his, he actually has very little forehead. Yeah, and look at these traps. Oh, look, look at, at these. those traps. Anyway, um, Trent gifted me this. It's so, so good. He goes, oh, here you go. This is for you. And I thought, oh, that's amazing. Then I opened it up. You have to go. Uh, this is not, you know when people are like, oh, you should go watch our other videos. You actually should go watch this TikTok highlight. Like, it's such a good natural reaction because you were not prepared. And Trent didn't even know about this. Like, this is just better. pure happenstance. I opened it up to see what was inside. And you can see if you watch this video, me just go, <gasps> yeah. Like, I it's basically so this book was in it. It was just childlike wonder. It yeah. was. It's a playbook. I think it came with Super Play, the uh, Nintendo magazine, back in the nineties. And it's a Super Street Fighter Two 
play guide. I read this in year five. I still remember year five sitting in class with my friends and we all sat around this book pouring over it because we just love Street Fighter so much and wanted to study all the moves and the combos. And the art was amazing in it. I ended up, I love this so much that I ended up cutting out the pictures and uh, all the game shots and sticking it to my school. I like how even saying that now hurts you. Like you can hear the pain (laughs) in your voice. Dumb kid. Dumb, dumb kid. So funny. Uh, So when I opened this up and that was in there, it was like a tsunami of nostalgia just hit me in the face. And if you go back and watch it, uh, it's actually such a sweet moment. You can actually see me just go (gasps) like I've been punched in the gut. It was like, Amazing and like yeah, I even talking about it now. I've got uh, goosebumps because that is just so much of my childhood right there, and I, I can't not thank Trank enough for just throwing that in. That's so good. So good. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty successful game and toy fair for me. Uh, I, I think for everyone else as well. I know Floppy got a whole lot heap of stuff. He got a whole heap of mask figures that yeah. he was after. Um, well, it was also just a successful comic and toy fair in general because yeah. it was it, it was record numbers. It was I'm the biggest sure. one ever. Mm. Correct, correct. So it's another one keep October. Getting bigger. It's yep. just to the damn. point where, and as Brett was here, and we asked, oh, "Are you going to go somewhere bigger?" He goes, "There's nowhere bigger in Australia, like well, in Adelaide at least to <laughs> in go Australia. in Australia. There's nowhere bigger. This is the biggest place. Yeah, you're looking on I, the map. There's not. Yeah, nah, unless." Yeah, mm, unless you were to rent out the entire convention center, and that just gets messy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think you'd do it for like seven bucks entry fee. I, yeah, I don't think that'd be no, possible. No, it would get a lot more expensive, and then you'd get a lot less turnout, and then it just wouldn't work. So, so I think at the moment, <laughs> I really like where it's at, at the moment. Yeah, it's a really good space. For it's me. a yeah. good location. Um. So, uh, Anto. Hello. You did a little bit of an extracurricular activity last night, didn't you? I did. It was. The main reason for it was it was Coda's birthday back in... Oh, crikey. 3rd of a 4th. There we go. I can't remember months. Um, <laughs> April? Yeah, April comes before May. Correct. Oh, um, Who's May? So, yeah, this was something we organized for her uh-huh. birthday. Um, she's probably in the chat lurking. Cat like Sparky for anyone who pays Probably's attention everywhere. to these. Um, we went and did a ghost tour. Oh, at the Adelaide Jail. Oh, how is it? Well, I'm going to tell you some stuff. <laughs> so, um, I've got some pictures. They're not not anything crazy. Some um, pictures. Oh, gee, I can't wait. Can't wait for this 100% proof that no, no, this orb. I this just want to say. I just want to say before we continue. I have proof that ghosts don't exist. It's been a year now that I've been challenging ghosts to fights on Twitter. Everywhere, I've been saying out loud. Hey, if hey. you're a ghost, if you're a ghost watching this, I am still challenging. I don't care who you are, ghost. Come here, I'll fight you. I'll fight any ghost, any ghost who's got the uh, corporeal, uh, uh, fisty nature. Come on over, you know, whenever you want. Bring it on, ghost boy. I'll throw down with you, you fake apparition. There's legitimately a username in the chat that has ghost in the title. So, As, uh, Julian, yeah, I'll fight Julian. That's yeah. fine. Um, and Michael Towns just said in the chat, your light complexion and lack of hair means they think you're one of them. <laughs> I don't care. Go, not all ghosts are friendly. Anyway. Like, Hitler has so, a ghost. Anyway, hit us, hit us. I, I do actually love, for someone who's a big scaredy cat, I do legitimately love um, BuzzFeed Unsolved and Watcher's Ghost File. Because they're hilarious. Oh my God, they're so good. And just, I, I, I'm... I'm Honestly curious what it's actually like going and doing one of these. Okay, so this was a ghost tour. This wasn't like an investigation. Mm. This was just, we did a tour of the jail. 
they told us like stories about what had happened to guards and what happened to people in the prison back when it was active in the 1800s. So just real life horror stories. Real horror stories, but also, I guess, however you interpret supernatural stuff, if mm. you believe in it or not, stories about supernatural things mm, happening to you know people doing investigations there and people who are working there. Mm. She is in the chat. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's just piped up and said uh, it was actually really educational. We learned a lot about the history of some of the prisoners, mm. uh, the guy in charge back when it was a functioning jail, who uh, I think he was meant to come over as a police commissioner because we didn't have a police force in Adelaide or South Australia oh, because it was a, a free settlement. It wasn't prisoners. Um, who got the job as the head of the jail because they'd already given someone else the position he came over from England for. Oh, um, <laughs> Well, I just want to say to that man, he's probably a ghost now. Come and take your aggression out on me. Yeah. Come on. Come over here. Right in the kisser. So a big kiss. Kiss? Oh. I don't care. Whatever. Here's picture one. Oh my oh, God. Oh it's my a haunted God. hallway. I've That's never seen one before. So actually really creepy. This was uh, the first building. So this was what they called the old building. Um, <laughs> this was like the first... Uh, as opposed to the young one. <laughs> yes. This was the first, um, I guess, like, cell block, if you will. Yep. Um, so that was the one that was first built when it was, you know, opened up, I guess. Mm. Um, why did I disappear? There we go. <laughs> You're a ghost. Um, sorry, you've thrown me off with your ghost fight challenges. Um, yeah, so as Coda was saying, it was mostly educational. Mm. Uh, but we did hear stories about, um, you know, supernatural activity and weirdness happening. We were told about how... Um, the host of the tour, of a tour guide, Alison, uh, Haunted Horizons South Australia, I think they're called, the organisation that does it. It's my favourite Horizon. No, well, well, no free publicity here. Sequel. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love um, Aloy's adventures with the dinosaurs. She was telling us about one of the assistants she had. They, they only hire people who are sceptics. So that if something happens, you know, you can try and rationalise your way out of it. And then if it doesn't make sense, you can sort of chalk it up to maybe a, a paranormal uh, experience. I'll go get a job there. What if you're a sceptic who would totally have a panic attack if something happened? Well, what if you're a sceptic who would try to fight the ghosts? I don't know about fighting the ghosts, but as Braden has just outlined... Oh, no. I am a sceptic yep. who freaked the hell out because stuff happened. <laughs> All right. So there were three instances where I was... In my brain, thinking, ah, oh, this is all a bunch of rubbish, because I'm, I'm typically a pretty sceptic person. I don't believe in... Goats. Well, I, I mean, I kind of do now. Um, I don't believe in, like, you know, auras and energies and crystals and all that MacGuffin, or didn't until yesterday. Oh, you believe in um, crystals now? Three things happened to me crystals that, by the end, I was like, okay, no, I'm I'm on board. Like, science can't explain everything at the moment. There's, mm -hmm. there's weirdness going on. Um, the first one was when we were stood in... This hallway. Yep. Uh, on the left-hand side, where you can see the, the first door that's open, the very dark one, before you start seeing the ones in view. Yep. I swear to God, if this becomes that car driving down the hill video, I'm going to have a heart <laughs> no, attack. No, no, no. <laughs> we were stood near that cell, Yep. and I started hearing whispering. Ooh. And I'd already, because I'm a paranoid, scaredy-cat son of a goose, mm. I'd already... Flashed my torch in there and had a look around and made sure there wasn't like an actor or, you know, an extra in there being a yeah. dick. And was like, okay, cool. There's no one in here. I feel comfortable standing here. Just Jared Leto standing in the corner. Then I started hearing fucking whispering and noises. And I was like, okay, that's not cool. God, Looked over my shoulder. Bounced off cold, hard. Walked forward. Okay, bumped man. into Coda. And that was when the first person of the tour was like, huh! Because it was me. Yep. <laughs> Incredible. Um... 
the second thing that happened is really interesting because, I mean, it's probably pretty mundane sounding, but it was really interesting by the end. Uh, we went to what they call the new building, which was when they built oh a my second God, cell block. Oh my God, called the old and the new I building. I know, right? The names are so good. Oh, Adelaide. You're incredible. Um, so yeah, in the new cell block. Yep. What do you call that green building over there? That's oh, the blue building. The green building. <laughs> um, I started to really freak out at that point because I was stood next to another open cell. Oh, sounds like Anto was in the brown building. Cell 34. It was I remember it very specifically because it freaked me the hell out. Oh, are you a numbers person now too? No. Angel numbers. I don't believe in maths because I can't do it. Um, Scientist here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so I was stood next to cell 34. It was open. Um, we were listening to the tour guide talk about how um, there were several employees and um, tour guides and hosts of the tour that they were doing who had experienced footsteps and seen a guard who had never been recorded as having an accident or dying in the jail Ooh, um, back for revenge. while she was telling us this story i could feel squeezing on my right leg Ooh. on my right ankle i could feel as if someone had reached out from the ground and was squeezing Ooh. On my ankle. Nice, evocative. And I was like, okay, I've got back problems. <laughs> it's probably just my leg being weird because I've been stood up for two hours at this point. Yeah. My back's starting to hurt. I'm feeling humans a bit are, like... Yeah, Ugh. humans are fragile and weird. But I started feeling that, and that was the point where I started getting really panicky. Mm. So I put my arm around Coda and started holding her a bit closer because I was like, okay, I'm getting a bit freaked out. Um, the hand reached up further and pantsed him! <laughs> <laughs> and then... I'm going to tell the last bit of that story in a minute. Yep. After this instance, we walked around the corner and we went to the uh, solitary confinement cells. And they made us do what they call a lockdown, which at the end of the tour, they put us all into cells, close the door, and make you sit there in silence for five minutes. Ooh. Sweet. In pitch blackness, no noise, no lights, nothing. Oh, nice. You see, I can't... I honestly, thinking about it, I can't tell if I would actually like get through that okay or if i would be broken as a human being it's it's a weird one i'd start doing yeah push-ups. so oh so i knew i wasn't uh you know weak <laughs> ready to fight so they chucked us or didn't chuck us they they can't legally chuck us into get cells in there they put us they, they said you don't have to do it but you know it's an experience that realistically mm. you'll get home and if you don't sort you, of do this you'll probably regret not doing it you paid for it whatever yeah um so we, we sat in these cells, and it was a typical sort of small, very closed, cold, gross-looking old prison cell mm. um, with a raised bed with space underneath it for someone to potentially hide. Classic. Um, and I was carrying a rucksack full of, uh, like, a water bottle and just, you know, keys, all that sort of stuff. Ghost um, equipment. Projector. And... Chains. Whistles. Paranoid me was, you know, pretty rational about things. I was like, cool, I'm going to sit on the bed... Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my back against the wall so nothing can touch me or grab me or do whatever. I'm going to bring my legs up off the ground so nothing can reach out from under the bed to get me. Oh my god. And I'm going to set the backpack down next to me against the wall so that it can't be, you know, accidentally moved or anything like that. I love how in the moment that sounds completely rational and okay. Yeah, hearing, right? hearing you say it now is like, those all sound like huge mistakes if ghosts no, no, are going to actually great. mess with you. So I did this yep. and about two minutes... So from... When the, we were put into the cells, uh, the tour guide was like, okay, cool. No noise. No, like, you're going in by yourself because you're, you know... <laughs> I didn't you're, hear a Pokemon ghost. It's fine. 
you're, um, you're, you're, you're she was like, cool, don't make any noise. Uh, you know, try not to psych yourself out as hard as that's going to be. Mm. Try not to giggle and get nervous or anything. You know, we, we don't want people to... Other people to hear you giggling. And, and think, think that it's a, a thing. Yeah, they wanted to sort of try and isolate it so that, you know, again, if, if all this stuff is real, if something happened, it would be a, a legitimate thing, right? I swear to God, <laughs> I was sat in that cell for two minutes and then I started hearing like a popping noise. Ooh. From right next to me. Ooh. Like a <laughs> kind of noise. No one's in there with me. And I made sure because I had a torch with me and I was like, fuck the no light rule. Yeah. Turned the torch on, shone it around, turned it back off. No one was in there. It was like, okay, cool. It's fine. And that noise continued. And it, it sounded like, like dripping water or something. Yeah. But it wasn't. And like the water bottle it I had. It wasn't dropping water in the dank cell that's uh, under. under uh, well, there's no pipes. There's no, there's no I, toilets, no there's, sinks. Oh, no pipes. Oh, water I can't really pull love, anywhere yeah, else. Exactly. I love the idea of a ghost. Oh, you're insinuating up. that I peed myself. Cool. And no, I wasn't. I was insinuating <laughs> that it's bullshit. Like- it might be. But um, yeah, so I heard this noise and it just continued for a few minutes. And then the scariest thing, other than what I'm going to go into in a minute, mm. was the tour guide screaming, okay, everyone's done, get out of yourselves. <laughs> Is it jump scary yeah. everyone? Because everyone's so tense? Yeah, right. That's quite um, rude. You'd want a nice, gentle, little... Apart from the ghosts who are just past tense. <laughs> uh, and then at the end, once we'd all come out of the cells and started talking about like um, how people felt, what the experiences were like, you know, a few people were saying, you know, I don't know if it's just my brain and the idea that I'm in solitary confinement. Everything felt really heavy. The air started to get weird. (laughs) Um, The tour guide right at the end was like, cool. So now you've all done this and we've been to the areas where there have been reported weirdness and stuff happening. We'll tell you one of the things that most people report when they come through this specific area near this specific cell. Afterwards, okay. The cell I was stood next to where I felt my leg being squeezed Ooh, yep. is where every tour they've done, several people have reported the same feeling. Ooh. And at that point, I was like, okay, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about this. Yucky. And like, I'm much less skeptical now. I wouldn't say like I'm a full-on believer. Unless I get thrown across a room, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But you I'm know, convinced you, you wanna get at this point now I've experienced weirdness that... There's probably more to it than this. And like mm-hmm. the whole ghost hunting thing, she even said um, they've got a YouTube channel and they do like filmed investigations. Mm. Everyone who does that plays it up for the camera. Oh, yeah. But they film like almost a B-roll where they actually have, or, you know, have stuff that they believe to be real. Mm. Um, so, yeah, moral of the story is pretty sure I was touched by a ghost and I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> And if any ghosts out there... That's the memoir that Anto's going to write in the next five years. But I'm convinced that it's something we should do. Like, as a group, we should all go and do a ghost tour. Or they do investigation nights where you can spend, you know, six or eight hours there while they do investigations with all their tools and equipment and stuff. Sweet. I'll do it. Um, There's also something which... I mean, if you've got to do it, you've got to do it, right? Uh, so Coda's done their other tour, which is of the Z Ward, I think it's called. Um, Ooh, the spooky insane asylum. Ooh, yeah, why don't ghosts like, ever the haunt like, the playground? Where it's less so paranormal stuff that happened and more horror stories about the people who were treated there. Yeah. And she said that was pretty terrifying because of how people were treated in that mm. place. So 
one yeah. or two or all of those things would be great to do as like an extracurricular dino activity. <laughs> we will look into that because I'm going to take one on. I'm going to punch it in the face. But yeah, like I'm... I was pretty skeptical when I went in. I was thinking as we walked through the gates of jail, oh, this is going to be bleh. Like, I don't believe in any of it. And by the end, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to question or like be as cynical as I was prior. Like, I'm convinced that maybe there's some stuff to this. Otherwise, people wouldn't be in on it, right? I do like the other side of the story that's happening in the chat here as well, which is good. I like the idea that, oh, what, what could people get out of it? How much it cost you, Anto? Uh, I don't actually remember. Hmm. Um, general tours during the day, I think, are seventeen fifty. But I think this was closer because it's like a it's an after hours thing where they mm. actually have to guide you around and there's like legal waivers and stuff to yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah. I think expensive. it was closer to forty dollars a person. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I wonder um, how they get out of it. But it was fun. Like it was really good time. Really good time. Do you know what isn't a good That's time? A good tour. So. What? Redfall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, very quickly yeah. because uh, we we went into the unexplained there. Uh, Redfall came out. Sucks the balls. Um, Apparently, uh, Phil Spencer has apologized for how this game launched. Uh, from what I've heard, I've not played it, but from what I've heard from people who have reviewed it and played it, they think that... Uh, Beth- no, uh, who was it? It wasn't Bethesda. It was... Um, it was Arcane. 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 They knew it was a bad game, knew it was going to take... They couldn't delay it anymore. They just had to release it and try and recoup costs uh. because it was... Uh, unless they delayed it for another year or so, it wasn't going to get any better. Uh, we all had worries about this game when we saw it. I've, in fact, I distinctly remember me saying, I'm very worried about this game purely because of how barren the yeah. uh, the, the, the uh, gameplay was. was. Um, so that, that <laughs> vampire we're looking at now isn't even walking. They're just sort of gliding and not attacking. I mean, like, yeah, like clearly that's an error, but also... Do also look at what's happening around... Like, even if that vampire was attacking you correctly and animating correctly, that would still be all that was happening on the screen. Like, so it doesn't look very compelling. What I want to talk about very briefly isn't the fact that Redfall was a bad game because bad games come out. All right, yep. not a problem. Um, this is Arcane's, I think, their first bad, bad game. Like, all their other games have been pretty good. Well, yeah, they made they, Dishonored and... Yeah, yeah like, two. even Prey, when that came out and had all yeah, the bugs fixed, you know. with Prey quite a bit, but yeah, Prey went on to be... Deathloop a was a game game. of the year contender last year, so, yeah. you know... Was it last year? Two yeah, years ago? Yeah, well, one of them. Uh, yeah, last year. was a year. Um, it's not about Redfall. I personally think Xbox might be in trouble. And I also think that Phil Spencer's job might be on the line, because as we were talking about just before the show, and I'll share with you guys now... Uh, when was Xbox's last first uh, exclusive, well, uh, uh, an exclusive game that was a nine or a ten? They have not had one, I think, since Forza two or three years ago. Yeah, I think Anto had a good response to what has been the biggest release on Xbox recently. Yeah, the biggest release on Xbox recently was Persona Five Royal, and that's on every system under the sun now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, true though. I I think that um, this could be a sign of trouble for xbox uh i was talking to either floppy or uh anto or maybe even Braden. i can't remember which one of you it was but we're all the same apparently <laughs> you are the same person in fact one of you's real the others are ghosts um what i uh, uh what i um was was talking about them i have lost the train of my thought the ghost is in my head uh <laughs> it's not on my leg anymore that's nice <laughs> bethesda there we go uh, is bringing out Starfield. Yeah. 
Starfield needs to be a transformative game, I've put here. It needs to be a 15 out of 10. It needs to be the next big thing in order for Xbox, Bethesda, and Phil Spencer to not be in deep, deep trouble. That's right. The uh, statistics, I think, were Xbox's uh, console sales have slowed, almost stalled. Mm. Uh, Their player base is still there because there's obviously Game Pass and whatnot, but no one's buying consoles anymore off Xbox. I can't see why anyone would need to at this point. Yeah, they've sort of done themselves a real disservice there. The, the the service model that they're running with, with Game Pass being their bread and butter, moneymaker, like everything. I mean, it's interesting because it's just not how we've, how the entire industry has functioned for a long time. So it's weird to see the repercussions of this model. Like, it's really fascinating to be like, okay, yeah, cool. Even like, even if Redfall was an absolute hit, like how many people are out there paying money up front, like a big upfront cost to buy like a $100 new game mm. on Xbox. And this is their first uh, game since the price increase for AAA games as yeah. well. Wow, yeah. So it's not a real good indication of what you're going to get for that money. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, a few things to, to say if I can, not wax lyrical, but just, I guess, take a few minutes. Um, so Phil Spencer actually did an interview, I think yesterday or today. Today on Kind of Funny. About the situation and effectively it it boils down to uh he now sees what they need to do as a company in a totally different way like instead of running like an arms race against sony they're gonna try and carve out their own niche where as many people as possible can access xbox titles Mm -hmm. and you know like create almost a separate market entirely like nintendo have right they need titles yeah they need games still They've got enough developers. They have the access to titles. Like, everyone and their mother's brother could be playing Xbox stuff at the moment. Like, yeah. It, it, it's all there and it's all available. You've got a PC, you've got an Xbox, you can cloud it to your You've phone got a phone, yeah. Shit. Like, everything. It's all there. It's very accessible. Everyone, like, for a while, everyone had, like, a PC that everyone, everyone's got it in some respect. Everyone's got, it, like, Microsoft and all that crap. And it's like, you have the accessibility to everyone and you've got the subscription model so that people are forgetting they yeah. even have it and are paying for years after they haven't even played a game on mm. Xbox Game Pass. And that works, but you need games. I honestly think there's there's also two other problems, which is, and I've, I've been saying this since they announced they were doing it, uh, splitting their, their console base into entry-level system and top-tier gaming system. Mm stupid decision it creates a bottleneck for developers which is harder to make them develop for reasonably there's been quite a few games that have had issues and they've always blamed yeah they've always blamed that lower lower console yeah exactly um and the other issue is is one that people started bringing up uh with the whole apple versus epic Fortnite on Mm. ios debate which is the walled garden aspect of digital storefronts you know people are unwilling especially if they've um like in the previous console generation, like most people went with PS4 after the whole always online TV, TV, Xbox One thing. The worst month for the Xbox The worst ever. month for Xbox ever. Um, you know, and I'm I'm very much the same. Like, I, if there was a game that was coming out on Xbox, I might consider, you know, conversely to my recent statement about how stupid decision to split your hardware base, mm. if I was going to buy a system to play an Xbox exclusive, I would probably jump in and buy the digital one because it's cheaper 
Hmm. But I'm not going to buy a Series X after having a PS5 for nearly two years because I've spent money on digital games and my my digital profile has existed in the PlayStation ecosystem now for, well, since 2015. Hmm. Like, I'm not going to waste eight years of of money and gameplay time by switching to a console that I can't access any of my recent, like re- previous digital purchases on, mm. you know, there's no reason to do that now. So, uh, in conclusion, um, Starfield better be good. It needs to be a big <laughs> one coming out September, first September, maybe. September. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, they've just announced a Xbox showcase. I am very interested. In and that. a Starfield for June, June eleven. Yeah. Basically a Starfield Direct. And a Starf- Well, no, that's coming after it. Oh, They've got two for one. Thing. So they've got their showcase and then the Starfield ones after it. Yeah, hello. So what else are they showing off? This, this, is, this is it. Here's this another is another expansion to Elder Scrolls Online. If they do not knock this out of the park, they are in big, big trouble. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's tough when you look at a game and you go, if that gets seven out of ten, like, people are going to be disappointed. Yep. And, like, shareholders are going to be and I mean, it's Bethesda as well, who, let's face it, aren't known for having the most polished games on launch. Yeah, not the best initial releases. All right. Or sometimes um, just releases. Because we are getting a little bit long in the tooth, uh, what we've been playing recently, I'm just going to... One sentence. I've been playing Cold of the Lamb. I went out with Floppy Ooh, on Sunday. We nice. went uh, video game shopping, retro hunting. It was a spare of the moment thing. Nice. Uh, and uh, we were talking about Cold of the Lamb. I saw it on PS5, bought it, been playing that. It's a good time. It's fun. We talked about it last show. Uh, Anto. The music's quite good. It is. Yeah. Uh, Dan plays it in the shop. Oh, it's, it's really <laughs> well, the game or the music? Uh, he doesn't play the game in the shop. He plays the music. Well, um, it's like cool lo-fi beats. I saw uh, Dan's game the other. Yeah, Dan's making oh my former God. Ha- co-host of Hack the Dino. Dan McGuinness is making a game. I hope you which like. Which is great. Gore and violence and Smash TV. Yeah, it's it, it, it is really good. Dan, I was very Dan impressed. Is, Dan is hyper fixating on this game. It I is, was very very impressed with what he's done. It's fun. Um, Anto, hello. Very quickly, very quickly. Uh, you played so, a game. Most recently, I've been playing Subnautica and Persona 4 Golden again. Nice. Um, but I've also, uh, thanks to a secret benefactor, no. um, I guess. A no, 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 no. It wasn't. Benefactor. <laughs> secret benefactor. It was by Modus Games. The creator uh, Modus of Games. Game. There we go. I couldn't remember who it was who gave us the thing. No, wait. No, it wasn't Modus. Sorry. It was Play On. My, st- my mistake. Play On. Play On. Apologies. Please don't stop giving us game keys. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been playing Dead Island 2. Dead Island Two. Oh, you know, this, this that is... game that finally came out after yeah, a decade. The uh, the the long, 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 long-awaited long sequel. sequel. <laughs> um, very quick impressions and thoughts. It feels really good to play. Like I'm a, a gameplay first kind of person. Do, do you? It's do you very have some gameplay to show at all. Uh, I, I don't know, Ben. What do we do with the gameplay? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll Fine. find someone on YouTube quickly. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, control wise, really good. It's, you know, it's a pretty, pretty standard sort of first person shooter layout kind Mm. of style thing. Um, but the movement just feels really good. Combat feels fun. Um, the playable characters you can choose are really interesting. Uh, I picked up, uh, she's an athlete. I don't know if this is the correct term because she's got a prosthetic leg. Mm. So I guess used to be an amputee. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. And I apologize if I offend anyone by saying this. But she's got um, a running blade on her mm. leg because she basically sprinted across like a state to nice. get to an evacuation zone in the beginning of the game. 
uh, plane goes down. You end up in what they're calling Hell A. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you basically spend the first sort of half an hour running around kicking zombies with a, a prosthetic blade leg. Which is very satisfying because they go flying. That just sounds cool. It's very cool. And the representation is really cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the story, don't really care. I was just having fun running around doing parkour and kicking zombies. Cool. That sounds that's, like that's what, a, what a you zombie need. Shooter it's good fun. Should be. Yeah. That's what you need. Um, so, play it again, Anto? I will absolutely play it again. I will be streaming it next on Tuesday. Excellent. Nice. So, tune in to Hack the Dino on twitch.tv backslash Hack the Dino to yes. see Anto kick some zombie faces. Uh, Brayden, you haven't been playing anything of importance lately, have you? No. no nothing? Not at all. No. My little friend here wouldn't be hurt um, if I brought them all the way here and proceeded to not talk about the thing that they star in. Oh, um, what are they, what, who's the friend? What are we doing? We are talking about a uh, little BD1 that I built out of Lego here. Uh, we're talking about Star Wars Jedi colon. Survivor. Jedi colon, that's right. You get your colon. <laughs> because the weirdest part about this Your prolapsed anus is the new lightsaber. Is the... You slap him in the face with it. Jedi is... Like, Jedi Fallen Order is... It, like, Jedi I like the way Brayden just powers through now. Is he knows. the start of... Like, it's part of the title and the subtitle is Fallen Order and now Survivor. Um, I did uh, replay uh, through Fallen Order just before uh, jumping onto this, which uh, was really fun uh, going back to that. Um, and jumping into Survivor instantly, uh, they are just giving you every single like bit of power to be a Jedi Knight that you ended the first game with. They give you everything right away. So and, you don't get Metroided. And no, you're not getting Metroided Amazing. at all. It's really, really cool. Um, just from the opening sequence... Uh, I mean, it was slight spoilers for... The, I'm only going to talk about the start of the game, really. I have been playing a lot of it, though. Um, you start off uh, a very cool starting mission on uh, Coruscant, which is very cool. Uh, the big uh, city planet of Coruscant. Um, and it does a really good job of tutorializing and reintroducing the characters... Um, reintroducing Cal and like a lot of time has passed from Fallen Order to now. We've got a five Isn't it year, a year, oh five years, five year age oh, wow. gap um, between these, and uh, they do a good job of sort of just laying the seeds of like, hey, what might have happened in those five years? And obviously, you do start to find out more of it later in the game. But um, to start off with, you've got this like other like rebel crew that you're working with, uh, apparently under. The direction of Saw Gerrera, which is fun. Um, and yeah, they just eventually give you all the power that you had from the end of the first game. And now, rather than just single blade and double blade, um, in which you could do a special move to uh, split them and fight with the two of them. Now, at the start of this game, you can use the split lightsabers as its own stance. So they've got separate stances now. So it's like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, where you switch stances yes. halfway through? Yeah, where you're switching stances. Uh, you can only have two applied at a time. Uh, you have to change them at a meditation site. Um, I'm not a massive fan of that. I would like to be able to play around with all the different things because I've kind of just left a couple of them in the dust while I like play with the two that I like playing with. But I get it. You know, Everyone has their different build and everything that they enjoy. Um, so you have your single blade, you have your double blade, you have your split blade where you've got two lightsabers, which is fun. Um, 
the new ones that they've added, uh, which uh, if you've watched any of the trailers or any of the gameplay, you've probably had it spoiled for you, so I think it's fine. Um, you have a single played, but with a blaster, which is a bit of fun. Um, oh, also, sounds pretty cool. That was cool. It's honestly, honestly, God, the, the the kill animations and everything in this game is so cool. The characters are so fun. Oh, I could talk about this game for ages. How um, about the mullet? Were you a uh, fan of the mullet? Oh Jesus! Yeah, you can customize Cal now. Have you seen the uh, um, the, the little rules people have been making with this? Oh no! To, um, Team America song, America, fuck yeah! And oh, he's got the God. mullet and this big dirty mo, yep. and it's him just walking around shooting and blading people. I yeah. I so initially I was like I don't know if I would customize Cal. Like I like how he is like it fits the story and everything like i think i'm just going to keep him the way it is and then the second i got particular parts to be able to customize i instantly changed him up and i i've really loved the customization in this game it's really cool i mean obviously the lightsabers are really fun to customize and make your own um i should have taken a screenshot of what i'm currently rocking with um but do it in the discord my cal has a uh, full beard now nice um i i because time has passed um but yes, uh, so not only do you have blaster and single blade, uh, you also have uh, cross guard, which is like Kylo Ren's lightsaber with the two little bits. Mm-hmm. That one's really slow and heavy, but really powerful. Um, and it's really fun, like being able to have your own build out. Um, I really enjoy the combat in this game. It's tough. Um, some of it is really challenging for me, at least. I'm not a Souls-like player or anything. Um, but yeah, it's but it's still really fun. Uh, my nostalgia bone is tickled immediately uh, the second you get to the uh, planet after the tutorial on Coruscant um, because uh, some of the enemies you encounter are uh, the droids from uh, Clone Wars and Phantom Menace. And a Rancor. And yeah, and the Rancor's in there as well. I got murdered by that boy immediately. Um, I did not go and continue that fight until later on. Um, but yeah, it's... It's really well done as an experience that you want as a Star Wars fan. It's everything you want. It's got references to everything. Um, uh, like, ah, uh, not really a spoiler, but kind of. Uh, this is the first time I've seen them actually like talk about and reference like stuff from the High Republic era, which is like the new, um, now that it's under Disney and everything. Um, the new high, canon has like the new canon is basically a version of like the old Republic. Um, and it's really cool seeing, uh, the story in this game actually ties in quite a bit to some high Republic stuff. Like not in the sense of like, Oh, you haven't read the eight novels and comic book series. Yeah. None of his like, legends stuff. <laughs> not like that, but like, it's actually doing a really good job of introducing the high Republic to people who may not have ever heard about it or seen it before, which is also good because they're about to do that with a new TV show with the Acolyte, uh, with that guy from Squid Game. And a movie. And a movie, which I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, it's a really good time to be a Star Wars fan in this case. So what do you reckon? Are we going to see uh, Cal rock up in uh, Ahsoka? I am... See, this is the really tough thing because there is all this talk of like, okay, this is probably going to be a trilogy now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of talk now of if this is a trilogy, it will be the best Star Wars trilogy in years. Dan Stapleton said that, the reviews uh, yeah. manager of IGN. Yeah, because legitimately, like, from the improvement that we've had from Fallen Order to this, if they even just continue and give you more of this and just expand on that a little bit more, um, I mean, I'm saying that I'm... I'd like I've played quite a lot of the game, but like if they drop in like one or two more like cool cameos and big like showpiece showstopper events, like this game is 
freaking awesome. Um, it's so, so fun. Um, I, I'm absolutely in love with it. Uh, and I cannot stop playing it, honestly. It's really, really fun. I have a question for you. Yeah. Just based on your, uh, I guess, is it prophetizing? I don't know. Thanks for the sub. Future seeking. Future seeing? Future, future sight. Foresight. 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 Predictions. For there we predictions. go. Uh, prediction that it's going to be a trilogy. Mm. Uh, and, you know, potentially they could sort of bankroll on it and make more. Mm. Do you think it would be obviously handled correctly? Would you like to see it turn into an Assassin's Creed style universe? Hmm. Because that's the impression I get from this is that it's the good Assassin's Creed games for Star Wars nerds. Yep, I can 100% see that. And I, I, I completely agree. Uh, on that, uh, the worlds are massive. Um, the map is better than the okay. first one, thank Christ. Um, but there's so much friggin' game in this game, it's ridiculous. Um, I can definitely see the Assassin's Creed comparisons with that. Um, and I personally don't want that. Um, I like the idea of, because these have been very story-focused games, um, like they are a bit more of like an Uncharted type feel to them in that case, mm. um, which this game really uh, is hitting home with with a lot of stuff. Um, I am really interested to see where the story goes because as much as I like l love the gameplay and everything of this and it would be very easy to take this and be like, hey, cool, yeah, let's just give you uh like game set back in like either the high republic era or you know even like the prequel era and you're just like in the height of the the jedi and their peacekeeping and you're just it's just a fun adventure and you're a jedi that would be fun i just i'd want other studios to have a go because ea have had the, the hand on the bowl and fumbled so much Mm. Um, so I, I think, think they're really, really cool. losing a uh, missed opportunity that they haven't really delved into the Battle of Hoth at all. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm being sarcastic. Every game, Star Wars game Every that came game. out in the 90s had the Battle of Hoth. Yeah. I just realized that I was talking to two very young people yeah, and that true. joke wasn't going to fly. No, so I, I, had to... I, I get it. <laughs> it just I, I, wasn't funny. I played Battlefront 2. <laughs> I did. Like, um, um, so, uh, overall, but, you'd say that anyone who chose this for their fantasy critic is probably going to win this year. Uh, I would say they definitely have a good chance because this is reviewing very highly, I believe. Crown's um, coming home, baby. Yeah. Crown's <laughs> coming home. Um, the crown is coming home. But one thing I just thought of then, which I realized was a question I didn't answer, was uh, would I like to see Cal appear in Ahsoka? Uh, Ahsoka. Um, it's going to happen. With Well, here's the thing. The story of Survivor... Depending on where this goes, I don't know if Cal will be around. Well, is it called Survivor because he survives? Uh, no, it's because they have a really corny line from the first one that they then repeat at the start of this game where him and Meron say, oh, we're survivors. So we said, like, like, we're survivors. And it's just like, yeah, we get it. Okay, you're, 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 you're one of the Jedi who survived. Can I hey, turns out there's... Plenty of others who have survived as well. Very, very quickly, before we move on. Um, so I, don't, I don't know if he'll appear or not. I would like him to, but I don't know where the story's going. The end of the first game? Yes. We are going to spoil just the end of the first game. Mm. This game so if you don't want to play, years ago. Yeah, so. yeah if, you, if you don't want to skip ahead like two minutes, I just want to highlight mm. the scene where uh, the... the the oh, What's her name? Inquisitor? What sister? Yeah, what, what number the sister is she? Second sister? Second sister. She's there and Cal's talking to her and her teacher... I forget her teacher's name. Um, 
But then she's standing there and they're, they're talking her over, trying to get her back, and you just hear... Yeah, it's such a good moment. And the, the camera's on her and she just goes... Yeah, and you can just see him in the background. And then he just slowly comes in, you hear... And then she helicopters away with that stupid Sith helicopter blade thing. No, he comes in and like he just walks in and goes, you have failed me. And she goes, avenge me! Just kills her straight yeah, away. That's and cool. then that running away while Gets Darth murdered. Vader's freaking chasing you. Yeah, you start to fight him and like... He no. owns you. Yeah, no, you can't actually fight him. Like, it's really fun. And he's big and imposing. It's great. See, I'm not a fan of games where they force you into encounters you can't win. Well, oh, you win this one. Yeah, the encounter is... You run away. The, the goal, <laughs> but you win. The goal of the encounter is to... Escape, escape Darth Vader. Because, like... It's Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and obviously, like, you can't kill him because he's an established figure in the universe. Like, I get it, but, like... That's the other fun part with Star Wars. I still don't like it. <laughs> just going, like, okay, cool. What are the stakes here? All right. Difficult. Very, very quickly, I'm going to skip all our news articles bar one because I think it's rather important and we should probably uh, support it. Uh, There is a game out on Steam and on Switch uh, eShop at the moment called Buckle Up Minute Fundraiser. Uh, It's a cute little game for the Switch where 100% of the game's profits go to charity forever. Oh, so 100% of the profits. It's a fun little uh, endless runner. It's only $4.50 Australian and very much worth that. Endless runner lasting for about 30 minutes to two hours. Cool. Yep, I've got a video up there. It's not very endless. I was going to say, it's not endless if it lasted two hours. Well, you know. Uh, What do you want for $4.50? But they haven't said what charity it goes for yet. So, you know, if the charity's like them, that's not very much a charity. But, oh, oh, uh, bad jokes aside. uh, The bank of J.K. Rowling. No. (sighs) The thing you've linked me to doesn't give me any gameplay footage of it. Doesn't it? No. Good. You've linked me to a 10 hard bosses video. Have I? Sure. <laughs> no, I'm looking at it right now. Minute Fundraiser. Oh, Minute. Is that what that game is? Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing a look. Oh, it, no. Is that uh, they've made a little spin-off Endless Runner version of... There Minute. we go. Yeah. This one here. Yeah. I remember seeing these little characters. Yeah. So $4.50. All goes to charity. Oh, it's Good a bit on fun. Them. Well done. You can upgrade your scooter. Go support charity. You're scooting around. That looks super cute. It looks like Tamagotchis. Yeah. A little bit. It's like Tamagotchi Endless Runner Undertale. Doing stunts on a bike. Meets yep. Crossy Road slash Frogger. Yeah. And that's for the podcast listeners. So you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, honestly, like if, if you're a podcast listener, you would have heard that and been like, yep, I picture that game exactly. But we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast where we bring you the past, present and future of video games, news, previews and discussions. But this isn't all we do. Brayden. Hi. What do you do? Oh, um, I uh, mainly spend a lot of my time uh, working over at Greenlight Comics. Uh, over on the Greenlight Comics website, you can find my hard breaking work the website over there. Uh, breaking the website constantly. Um, no, I do actually want to do a little. Uh, um, wow, I'm glad it's working so well. <laughs> Look at that Australian internet doing me so many favors. Um, no, you, you can go over to uh, the blog over there. Um, I mean, I, I put a little bit of effort into the whole thing, but uh, the blog. Every month, I update with um, new release stuff that's coming in two months' time, the second that uh, the publishers release their previews for that month. Um, and I go through and I cherry-pick the best stuff that's actually worth keeping your eye out for and jumping on, including single issues uh, for subscribing to series, including collected editions, including new release manga and manhwa. Um, but, uh, Anto, if you uh, go up to the top there and if you go to the DC preview picks for July... I'm and so psyched you can for see these. the Night Terrors event that DC is about to have. Oh, God, another event. Another event, I know. But 
This one's actually got some fun stuff in it. Uh, mainly because it's horror themed. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What is going on with Wonder Woman's shoulder there? Ignore it. It's bad. Um, yeah, I don't really know who the artist bad. is. Ignore it. Uh, Anto, can you hit the give me horror button, please? Doink. Uh, it takes you all the way down to the bottom, so you skip past all the normie stuff. <laughs> and then you get into the horror. Um, these are the titles that you can get in Night Terrors. Um, featuring, uh, most notably... Uh, oh, that Poison Ivy one is awesome. So, fun fact, that's just the normal cover artist on Poison Ivy. Every cover of Poison Ivy for this series has been phenomenal. That's Jessica great. Fong, she's wow. worth a follow on Instagram. She's great. Um, but uh, Batman, uh, because it's all about uh, these heroes and villains going into the nightmare realm and facing their nightmares, which features the Joker working a desk job at Wayne Enterprises. That's fair. Um, and that's... He's, he's also the best employee. Um, and that's his true horrifying nightmare. Um, you can enjoy the adventures of uh, young Bruce Wayne as uh, a giant demonic bat crawls out of his throat and mouth um, and the bat has a gun for a head. Where is that one? Uh, it's the top one there. Um, this one? Yeah. Uh, the design, oh, this thing, yeah. The design variant shows it off a bit more, but um, yeah. It's a bat with a gun for a head, and I think that's fun. Um, also, I, t- I t- talk about movies and TV shows and stuff on Millennial Movie Talk, where it's another podcast. If you need another podcast to be bullied into subscribing to, uh, it's a bit of fun. Um, I don't think you could ever bully someone into anything, Brayden. I think you're too nice for that. uh, Succession, uh, White Lotus. Um, I'm the only one on the show now who kind of still cares about Star Wars at all. Oh, really? Everyone else is really just over it and burnt out. Uh, I uh, oh, we'll be reviewing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice episode. I watched uh, uh, the second Black Panther film. Oh yeah, what'd you think? I uh, fell asleep. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. Hmm. I, I I thought the the start was wonderful. Uh, I thought oh, it was beautiful. What they tried to do was great. My God, that's a slow paced film. It's a very long movie. Very long, very slow. Nothing really happens. Yeah, there's a lot of movie. Did like the actress who played Ruri. She th- she was very good. Oh yeah, Dominique Thorne. Yes. So good. No, she um, she's very great. excited for the Ironheart TV show because that'll be sick. Anyway, I'm I'm kind of over Marvel movies. Everyone is. Don't worry, it's fine. Every literally everyone is. And don't worry, Marvel are also incredibly struggling since the whole Kang. Since fiasco. Endgame, everyone no, has been like, Ugh. well, I mean, obviously, well, they've got rid of Kang now. Man. Kang's no Kang longer the big. Um, oh, they're recasting. Yeah, they're they're looking to recast. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a that's a. I'm sure Marvel are really having a fun time over there. Well, funny. It's lucky they've got well-paid digital artists to cover up. <laughs> oh, yes, well-paid and not crunch-worked. No, artists. Yeah, no, no, not at all. And they definitely, totally have uh, excellent comic books that you can buy. continue pull. Um, yeah. So Mary Jane's dying in Spider-Man. Who saw that coming? <laughs> like, who saw it coming? Because they're mirroring the death of Gwen Stacy with it. Yeah. In every single possible way. It's they like can. what the. I really hope it's a fake out. I bought the Spider-Man comics, well, I read them, through the Clone Saga, all right? You know. I know pain. <laughs> and this is bollocks. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, Anto. I do, I do hope it's a massive fake out and they actually do something completely different. Well, like they did with uh, Gwen Stacy being Kindred. Yeah. I, I they hope, got me. I hope they, they got me. Some, I hope they do some wild shit and everyone's like, oh my God, they're about to... And you get to the panel and it's like, oh my God, they're about to do that. And then something completely ridiculous you know what happens. They, that would be really, really good and really awesome. 
um, if they didn't get a, a mystical shotgun to shoot all the bad stuff out of you and you became a good guy. Ben is really hurt. By the <laughs> That's the of Goblin the story, right? Family at this time. Norman Osborn. Anto, what you got? Uh, all the thing. evil was shot out of him with a magic gun. It's so fun talking about comics. And then all that evil context. went to another person. That's how it works. And now the evil in that person has become the Queen Goblin because it rhymes with green. And, and they want Norman to be bad again. It's also mainly so they could have a goblin that had tits. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> On that note... Shop um, at Green Light <laughs> uh, You can catch me here. Every second Friday where we record the podcast live on twitch.tv backslash hackthedino. Um, I also run a Final Fantasy fan page, I guess, on Instagram. Yes. Um, it's just pictures of my collection and stuff that I pick up and am interested in, uh, which is on screen now. <laughs> just I can see you both looking <laughs> like, why are you not putting it on screen? It's just pictures of Cloud. It is not just pictures of Cloud. That's a private server that I have that no one else has access to, okay? You should make a Cloud fan account, but it's actually... It it looks like it's meant to be about Cloud Strife, but it's actually just photos of clouds in the sky. No, no, no. You make a a sister account to Bad Game Arts, right? But you just go on DeviantArt and you try and find all the sexy Cloud pics. And you just post sexy Cloud pics. You get banned off Instagram instantly. That's all it is. No, no, you censor them. That's just sexy Cloud. That's what it's called. Overly censor them so they're very provocative. Sexy cloud. (laughs) It's like when they uh, they bleep over Sesame Street, so it sounds like they're swearing. You just do that. Yeah, I could do that. It's Um, pretty funny. Yes, Final Fantasy. You can see those figures that you bought. Yeah. Um. So it's been updated for the first time in like nine months now. Um. I put up some pictures of some stuff I got pre-Christmas. Um. So this was the limited Zach Fair figurine that came with Crisis Core Reunion. Uh, those are the figures I got, not at the last Toy Fair, the one before that. Oh. Uh, the ones in my box uh, behind the unboxed ones. Um, I found those on Marketplace for $20 for both of them. Bargain. Oh. And they've never been opened. Absolute <laughs> nice. bargain. And they sell on eBay for roughly 120 to 180 bucks each. So when you pick up stuff like that, yes. do you feel kind of guilty? Or it's like, no, uh, you I do a little bit. And then I remember that the internet exists and... Ignorance is a choice at this point. See, I felt like that when I picked up those Metroid <laughs> games for very cheap. Um, and I, I, I think... like I, I was feeling guilty. Then I didn't feel guilty. Then I saw that person subscribe to our podcast. And <laughs> all I'm going to say is they went to a very good home. They are still in my collection. They are for my personal collection. I appreciate the excellent price I got for have those games in my I mean, collection. Look, Amazing. My whole thing on when people are advertising something for a very low price... Sure, they might not know what they're selling, but at the same time, they also have resources available to find out what things are worth. Correct. If you're not choosing to use them, that's kind of on you. A lot of people just want it gone from their life. Well, I think that's what this... uh, Like, oh, cool, I got 20 bucks, rather than throwing it in the bin. Yeah, that's what this person wanted. Like, when I bought them off him, he said, uh, oh, thanks, you're really helping me out. And I went, no, no, you're helping me out. Because I now have five amazing games in my Game Boy collection that I never thought I would own. And that you're never going to (laughs) play. No, I will. I played Fusion uh, the other day. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did you play it on Switch Online and not on the Game Boy? No, I played it on uh, my (laughs) SP. Hey. I thought I'm going to test this for my nephew because he's going to borrow it for a bit. Not Metro Fusion, just the SP. And I sat down and played it for about an hour and a half. Good yeah, game. Nice. It's honestly like one of the better Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, also do Sonic stuff every now and again. Whoa. 
Much to Ben's dismay. It's a lot of Sonic <laughs> stuff. No, you, you can waste your money. That's fine. It's your money. You work hard um, for it. At what point does a room become more blue than room? Uh, when it's at least double the size of my collection. The other stuff is just recent Toy Fair acquisitions. So this is the boxed Final Fantasy IV that I got. Um, complete. Still got all the like, advertising stuff in there. Um, the cardboard insert that holds the cartridge is in really good condition. Look at that. Yoshi's Island. Got that game. Hey. Um, and then the rest of it is just figurines of dudes with big swords. And Surf it off. Um, but yeah. This was one of the picks I got, which was... Uh, this was EB Games' promotional material for 7 Remake back in 2020. Um, so it's this has pain. all four of the playable characters uh, obviously displayed quite nicely. Um, they are going to be framed and put up when I eventually own a house. Nice. So yes. in... Uh, and then In a just different dimension. Sentimentality. Oh, I look at Toy that. Fair stuff. Very, um, very sweet. I also, as of recently, have rediscovered that, you know, streaming is actually fun. Uh, <laughs> hey, streaming. Uh, I've got all my stuff set up to do it more frequently. So you will find me on this channel if you're watching on Twitch. Um, and I'll be sending Ben the footage of streams for YouTube as well. Um, so I will be streaming things like Dead Island. And, and I will try to edit them. Street Fighter when it comes out. Nice. Uh, I would also, before I talk about my stuff, like to thank the Patreons that I always forget to thank. These oh. are our high-end Patreons who pay us a lot of money. Uh, we thank you for your support. Thank you, Karen Knight. Thank you, Ash Knight. Thank you, Dylan the Villain, Triple Indy, Mike Towns, and Game Boy Dad. Uh, but lastly, I have uh, some some uh, Instagram accounts as well. The first one is Bad Game Arts. Bad Game uh, Arts. I put up the very worst Jesus, what is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> that oh, my God. Who is Cheggers? Who is Video games Cheggers. from the 90s and 2000s. So the first one there, we got Cheggers Party Quiz on the Wii. Oh my god. So uh, if you didn't think the boomers were all over the Wii, you thought wrong, my friend, because Cheggers is here to give you some party quiz times. He looks like he's going to do something else. He looks I like really he's, he's it, melting. You know what? Actually, no, actually, no. Now that I've actually really processed the information that is being given to me on screen through my eyeballs... Mm -hmm. I think I'm actually looking at a live-action photograph mm -hmm. from a British 80s television show. Yep. 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 This is a real image. Cheggers is real and can hurt you. And he's coming for you, kids. That's right. Kids. Uh, next one. Speaking <laughs> of kids. <laughs> that's just bad. This is Go called jovial. No, no. You look at it initially and you go, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. That car's got teeth. Oh. 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 That car... Is coming to eat your soul. Oh, we've got a uh, we've got a Christine situation over here. That car. Okay, shout out to the top comment there. That's great. Brum got super dark. No, you know what else? That's good. You know what else is outstanding about this picture? Mm -hmm. Do you know what is possibly the best thing about this picture? It's not the lovely green grass. It's not that uh, really dodgy uh, flag. It's the wonderful clouds. Oh, look at those! Look at those clouds. Have you ever seen the? Clouds just painted and represented in such a beautiful graphical manner. It's it's like they it's like the only thing that they had around to reference clouds was like a pack of bubbles. Mm, mm, and mm. they blew bubbles and they were like, I think this is what clouds look like. Just they did a look little like twirl. Gygus, the final boss of Earthbound. Mm, mm. Of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Of course. Mm. I mean... And finally, probably the best one for the week on Bad Game Arts is uh, 
Julie finds a way. Now, oh. for the podcast listeners, this is a um, uh, a lovely, uh, creepy-looking hand-painted picture of a, a young girl. And as I've put in the comment there, this is either a wholesome, whimsical tale of fantasy and magic or a pole dancing simulator. <laughs> Rated E for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, life, Julia finds a way. And, and as people uh, have said in the comments, why not both? So, oh. you know... If you're up for some uh, pole dancing whimsical fantasy, uh, Julie finds a way. I think that was a Dragon Age expansion. Oh. <laughs> um, why? Yeah, why is that art? That art was clearly done in like the 60s. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is it on it the clearly, cover of a Nintendo DS it game? It clearly belongs on your grandma's wall. It belongs in a museum. So do you. Uh, she picked it up uh, at a, a yard sale and has put it up on the wall. She yeah. doesn't actually know who they That's are. It. What am I? Oh, oh. Is that a torch? That's a torch, but I'm more pointing towards the Lara Croft pinup where she's holding a pillow over her nude. Oh, I didn't see that. The camera was in the way. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Thanks, 2000s. No, that, that, that was 90s. I'm oh, okay. Sure. Well, then that's fine. That's Explains that's everything. Well. Yeah. Like, hey, I grew up in the 90s. Uh, anyway, I also have... Jeez, there's some real... The bad stuff. In there. Uh, Mr. Benjam, Instagram.com backslash Mr. Benjam, where I put up all my video game stuff. Now you can see oh. here... So see that Star Wars yeah, Lego uh, Star mini. Destroyer? Yeah. I uh, swapped Bubsy the Bogcat with Floppy for that. Oh, you won. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you won. That's so good. Yeah, I think oh, it's great. I didn't know, because I've only seen the newer mini... Ships, they oh god, now that I know those exist, yeah, and Floppy has them and they are for sale. Oh, Uh, what's the next photo I got there, Anto? Oh, yes, went into a toy store, this empty box was there. Oh, so I purchased it. I, I, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the sewer playset. Like five years ago, I, if someone had said I purchased an empty box, I would have been like, "What the hell is wrong with yeah, you?" Yeah, my daughter says that all the time. Uh, so but this I, is now. Now you've explained it, and I get it. Yeah, it's, it's is, the party tube. I don't know if that's it's sad the or art. Good. It's, it's it's amazing. It's it's freaking awesome. Look at that art. That's such a good box, and it's a lot easier really to find floats. the toy that goes in it than it is to find a good box like that. So really? that's now in my Ninja Turtles display. I would totally expect that toy to just be ruined. Yeah, from well, it depends. Had it. Um, it is fairly high. I think just the toy is like seventy dollars. Mm. Uh, Michael but- Towns in the live chat has asked, "Does the box really float?" It does. <laughs> will it float? Will it float? You ever see Will It Float? Oh, is that a- so late show with David Letterman early 2000s he had a oh. segment called Will It Float and it was just a giant tub of water <laughs> and he'd just get things and like they go Will It Float and they'd dump it in there that's <laughs> one okay one I love it yeah two it sounds like something that they had to come up with quickly during a writer's strike yep yep And I'm it- pretty sure that's what happened yeah but like why is it so good it sounds like an Eric Andre sketch. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like a sketch that they would do. Uh, and then uh, you can see there a Game Boy. That's a whole last Game Boy. That's a big old 1989 DMG01 Game Boy that I was very excited. So when I picked this up, it was $75 with a game. Ooh. And I picked it up because on the tag, it said tested and working. Ooh. So I went, awesome. Ah. I'll take that. That's going to be a retro challenge thing. Hmm. Uh, got home, plugged it in. Yeah, the ribbon's faulty. Uh, the buttons don't work because of a ribbon fault and it's got vertical lines missing down the side because it is corrupt. Uh, the ribbon's busted. It is a fix that I can't be bothered doing because it's so finicky. So I got back in touch with the person and said, hey, your Game Boy's faulty. And he goes, oh, yeah, bring it back in. That's weird. They tested it earlier. Ooh. So by testing, I think they mean they just turned it on, the battery light came on. Went, oh, yeah, that's working. 
Because if anyone had even tried to play a game yeah, in it for more than if you get 20 seconds. Anything, yeah, longer than 10 seconds, you yeah. notice that the screen. So passes. that'll be coming off, and I'll hopefully be getting my money back hmm. for the retro hunt for that. Hey, you win some, you lose some. You do. And if I can't get my money back for it, well, boo. Very fun. Anyway, we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. We hope you enjoyed ourselves. We hope you enjoyed ourselves. We <laughs> hope you We hope you enjoyed us enjoying ourselves. Oh. Yep. That kind of stream. <laughs> Not as enjoyable as the stream yet to come. Dine only fans. That's right, Dine only fans. Come watch our screen. Stream? Scream. Scream while we stream. Come watch our come stream. Gee, no, you just, you said the quiet part out loud. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. It's always fun coming on the show. And yeah, thanks, Brayden. It's always but fun having you on as a host, man. It it's is. Yeah. I like it when Brayden's here. It's a fun time. Yeah, because we have a ridiculous dynamic. And we might need you back next fortnight because we don't know if Floppy's going to be like still banana peeling down South Road. That's, That's right. true. That's true. And, and. Maybe next, he'll slide in. Uh, coming up very, very soon. 250th episode. It could be a big one, or I could just decide to skip it and not have a 250th episode. Mm. Don't know. That'd be part of a lost media. Big number. (laughs) Hackthedino.com. Be there or be uh, a live subscriber. Be vaporware um, and come and vape at our live cum stream. No, 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 no vaping. Come.